Hello, and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dittis. And I'm Aaron Flores. And it is so hot. We're recording with the door open. Okay. Here in... Wait, what was that? What was I supposed to say? How hot is it? Oh, how hot is it? It's so hot that the ice in my hydro flask has melted. That's astounding. Now it's just water. It's a good thing it didn't turn into something else. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a bummer if you put ice in your drink, but like it turned like, into ink? Why, yeah. Or, yeah. Why is this purple ink coming out of here? Shit. All my beverage is ruined because all this ice was in it. I would. I do have to admit that I don't wash out my hydro flask very often, uh-huh. and I often carry coffee in here. Okay. <laughs> like Emmy's totally gross. Out. Making a face. Making a face. <laughs> uh, do you ever put uh, coffee in your ice cube tray? No, but that sounds delicious. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch out if you leave them in the in the freezer too long. Something weird happens to them. Like, like they get strange. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But anyways, we hey. are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, beer. Beer. Pizza. Pizza. Burritos. Burritos. Bikes. Should I say everything that you say? I thought, yeah. Okay, I, bikes. I was going with it. <laughs> now I feel like we kind of ruined the flow. And? Oh, and clothes. And clothes. And clothes. <laughs> we're, here, we're here with our friend Emmy, who uh, is a big fan of all of these things. That's right. How's it going? It's amazing. Excellent. And uh, oh, yeah. I'm proud of you. This is good. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, I, I was introduced to you at uh, VeloCult at the Film by Bike Street Party, uh, where where which your friend Armando and my friend Armando. Yes, Dude Luna. Same at Dude one. Luna, the one and only. Yes. Uh, said, hey, do you know each other? She should be on your show. And so here you are. But uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You uh, you arrived resplendent with a Pedalpalooza pennant flying from the back of your bike. That's right. Which means you are one of the Portland Bike Fun people for I real. I am. I mean, I, I would like to think that. You know, I, I certainly try to partake as often as possible. There we go. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all of these things in just not too long. But thank you for joining us. Great. Yeah. And uh, Andre Johnson is here to my left. Aaron Flores to your right. <laughs> yes, and, and very happy well, to be here too. Thank you. All the way from uh, Wisconsin via Minneapolis. I grew up in Minneapolis. Currently right live in Wisconsin, just over the border. Yes, but uh, you would would you call yourself a resident of the Twin Cities? Yes, okay. definitely. Yeah, you work in the Twin Cities. No, I no. work in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So you, you're uh, you're an enthusiast of the Twin Cities. Yeah, <laughs> ah. definitely. <laughs> From afar. I lived there most of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you are uh, uh, in no small part a donor to the podcast. You've helped us out for so long, helping us pay the bills and yes. keep the lights on and everything, which we appreciate. So thank you so much. You support what you love, right? Oh, thank that's you. Nice of you. Thank you. And uh, you've been riding bikes in Oregon for some time now. Yeah, I uh, have a cousin that lives in Eugene, and I took off from her house and rode up Mackenzie River and across the Mackenzie Pass. Uh-huh. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get there when it was still NFC, so you can no fucking cars. Ah, yes. And, 
and uh, across the you town. You saw the question on <laughs> my face. What is this? And uh, down to Smith Rock, we have some friends living out there, so I stayed with them a couple of days and then took a fast forward up to Mount Hood and down to the Gorge and over here. Very good. Yeah, and uh, you just rolled in yesterday. Yep. You rolled yep. past the beer mongers at Southeast Division and 12. I did. Yeah, you sent I me did. a picture uh, oh, yeah, from there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, 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 that's my touchstone to Portland. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I was just down there today picking up the beverages, and uh, they had a little stuffed skunk sitting on top of the T-shirts. Say what? And I said, what, what is this? It's not a real skunk. It's like oh, a plush. Like a, like I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> not like a taxidermy. It's, it's not cruel. <laughs> did they get it around Christmas time? Uh, that's a good question. I, I didn't ask when it arrived. It's been there for some time, I guess. Ask them, because yeah. I actually mailed Aaron a stuffed skunk around Christmas time, You're and I kidding. I assume he didn't get... Well, you know, you had the whole uh, wearing the bear thing going on up in Alaska, and I think, you need a pelt, too. It's black and white. It'll go just perfectly. And, ah, so and I stuffed in a little box, and I mailed it to the address where you mailed out the patches. Oh, Interesting. Where was that? Uh, boy, that would be of, one of your old places, I thought. I suppose so. Yeah. Mm. So I don't, was don't it know. Was, if it's the same w- thing. Were we at the IPRC at the time? I'm trying to remember. Uh, did it? Was it returned undeliverable? No, it never came back. Okay. So I assume it. It's out here somewhere. I would like <laughs> I no the. I would like the end of that story. Has a stuffed skunk. <laughs> I would like the end of that story to be that it arrived at the beer mongers and now it sits on top of the t-shirts. Uh, I <laughs> think we'll just awesome. assume that is what happened. Let's. Uh, I, I found out the skunk is there because they play cribbage every Tuesday night. Mm. And, of course, when someone laps you in cribbage, it's called being skunked. And so the skunk makes its way around uh, around the business from place to place. Right Today it's on the T-shirts. But uh, it turns out, <laughs> I want to say next next Tuesday, like a week from tomorrow, or as you're hearing this, a week from today or a week from yesterday, they're going to have uh, like a major cribbage event there. So, what? yeah. Is a major. I think event. I think that means <laughs> that uh, it's going to be bigger than all the other cribbage events that they've oh. had. Wow! But yes, if you're a fan of cribbage, as I am, uh, it uh, it happens all the time, every week on there, Tuesdays. There's a small bit in the latest season of Fargo. Oh yeah, the, the TV television show where I think it is cribbage. Where they're playing uh, some kind of card game. Not the latest they're, version they're of Fargo, the town. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same one, Fargo 2.0. Yeah, Fargo 3. <laughs> um, and they're playing some card game, but they talk about, like, like going to state and, like, winning actual, like, thousands of dollars oh, for yeah. this. So, I don't know. Maybe this is part of their big cribbage event. Could be, yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, Andre, you're closer to, to them than we are. What, what would be the biggest card game in Fargo, North Dakota? Are we, are we talking Euchre here? Uh, yeah, Euchre. Euchre, motherfucker! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a small town thing. Yes. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a Midwestern, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I've never played, but oh, really? they have card, Euchre card parties all oh, over. Yeah. Well, I, I heard that Euchre was one of the, uh, it, was, it was like a cardinal sin at one point. Like, it was actually not, you know, it was it was the pastime of, of the evil and of the depraved. The yes, Ooh, and uh, of the devil, who was also evil and depraved. Yes. So, yes. Um, that could very well be, because I don't know much about Fargo, but the movie made me think that perhaps it could be the center of evil and depravity uh, in yeah, this country. Given the way the series is going. It's the center <laughs> of our country, in a way. I it mean, is. It's very central to <laughs> so it's only right. <laughs> so it's only right to be the center of depravity. <laughs> or at least there should be a lot of euchre played there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to connect all the dots. 
But uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I'm glad that you're here, Andre. Uh, w- can you give us what were uh, some of the most surprising moments of your bicycle riding in Oregon this time around? Uh, I think coming to Portland, I didn't know what to expect as far as bike infrastructure. You know, you, you hear a lot of comparisons. Well, you hear a lot of competition between Portland, and Minneapolis. Oh I, yeah, right. I never really understood that because <laughs> I mean, we're both working for very, very much the same thing. So cooperation seems to make more sense than competition there. Good but point. yes, uh, your bike infrastructure is very different. Mm. Most of yours is on street and unprotected, uh, but it's very well connected. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go far to find the next uh, greenway and so on. Most of ours is less connected, but it's, uh, I wouldn't say less connected, but it's more off-road. Mm-hmm. So it's not gridded out. So you go uh, around more yeah. to get to your destination. Not exactly a, a direct path for me right. to be if that's what you're looking for. Uh, Minneapolis, the city of lakes and the... The uh, founding fathers, in yes. their genius, said we will not allow anyone to build on the lakes or ah. on the creek. So it's all green, public green space. Oh, perfect! Out, which they put them. trails on. That's great. Uh, so that okay. So that you were surprised that uh, you were here. But the nice thing is, uh, if you are riding the the unconnected infrastructure of Portland, or I guess it is the unprotected infrastructure. Yes. That was the problem. Um, you could be as unprotected as you want because usually if it dumps you out into a major arterial, you can just keep riding. And right. in most cases, you'll be kind of okay. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. The infrastructure is great for people who are re- everyday, you know, confident cyclists. I don't know if it's uh, safe for families and kids. Right, right. That is, a, that is an issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 8 to 80 has not happened everywhere. Nope. Especially no, not on uh, Powell no. Boulevard. No. As a mother of two, I can attest to that. You agree? I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so uh, when you were in the woods, did you see anything uh, surprising? Uh, no. You know, there's there's deer and wild animals running around. Uh, uh, it rained up in the past. It was about 36 ah. degrees and uh-huh. cold and wet. And How were you clad? Uh, I brought gear. Okay. I was, yeah. Okay. I winter bike all year round, so. Very good. Yeah. You, know. you wear a pelt of something on your yeah, back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or in Minnesota, <laughs> they just call it clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but not a skunk pelt. No, no, no. But live animals are recommended because they generate their own warm. heat. You know. Look That's cat. right. Yes. A cat around your shoulder. <laughs> absolutely. I saw this video, uh, this, this uh, you know, internet video going around, and, uh, some guy taught his cat how to ring a bell and get food. Oh, And so yes. the cat just reaches out with his paw, ding, eats food, ding, eats food. And they got him to do it like twice, like a ding, ding, like a hotel bell. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fantastic. So perhaps we could tr- we could train all manner of creatures, you know, uh, caribou and bears and skunks and, and such. Uh, you ring a bell and they hop in your back and then you go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a Pavlovian, uh, Pavlovian yeah. warmth system or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, cool. I'm glad you're here, Andre. And thank you, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your patronage. We oh, appreciate absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, did you get a patch already? I did. Okay. Oh, God. You want another one? Sure. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything else new and excited to offer you, but we can offer you another one of those. Uh, so, yes. Um, hey, Aaron, what did you do recently? Uh, well, I got the kid put back together. The kid? Yes. Did you disassemble your fat bike to move? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and to kind of store. The space that we're in doesn't have a whole lot of space for bicycles. Gotcha. Uh, but it's got a lot of closet space. Uh-huh. And so we just <laughs> took the wheels off, and it had been sitting in, like, we have, like, these really long closets, almost about the length of this uh, this trailer here. 
um, but they're really skinny. Okay. There's like two of them that run alongside this apartment. I see. This duplex. Yeah. So you just stuff so, them back in there. So yeah. <laughs> so we we threw it back in there and then uh, kind of just forgot about it. It didn't have. It doesn't have fenders. So right. you know, While it was raining, didn't really think to to get it out. Be a skunk but, stripe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> uh, but uh, now that it's nice, you know, I felt like it needed to come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't do the uh, Alberta Alleyways uh, ride with this. Yes. I, I did it on my on my standard bike. In the middle of uh, uh, June, the <clears throat> month of bike fun yes. called Pedalpalooza here in Portland. Yes. But in, that's kind of the thing that got me to put the kid back together. Okay. These alleys would be perfect for a fat bike. Right. Yeah. So you got it built up. Yeah. It's put together. Yeah. And yeah. I put a front derailleur on it. Oh, nice. Yes. Now you have options. Now I've got geared options. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you hauled donuts this last weekend as well, right? Yes, I did for the Black Liberation Ride. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was not sure if I should have gone, uh, and I had hemmed and hawed about it for a long time uh-huh. beforehand, uh, just because, I mean, it's pretty obvious I'm not white, and I don't forget that. Right. <laughs> But I'm also not, like, of the culture either, uh-huh. and so I never really feel, I mean, I feel welcome, but I always feel like I'm also kind of encroaching, uh-huh. you know? Uh, it's kind of like you get in on playing a video game that someone else has been playing at the last couple levels, Okay, and you're, like, using all of their power-ups that they've <laughs> that they've amassed. And then you take the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Did it for you. Uh-huh. We're good. There you go. Yeah. Even though I did zero work gotcha. to get there, yeah. But um, unless the boss is hauling donuts, well, so I'd been I'd been kind of watching the discussion on Facebook unfold about this, thinking like, okay, well, I'll I'll gauge whether or not I should go based on that. Okay. And uh, there was a request for somebody with a rack that would hold several donut, dozen donuts. Gotcha. And you have not it's only a, a rack, but a trailer made so, of a rack. Yes, I, I offered the Bob trailer and therefore committed all in to go. There you go. Uh, Thirteen baker's <clears throat> dozen? Uh, it was three dozen. Three dozen. Were uh, they, was it a baker's dozen or just a standard dozen? You know, it might have been like a dozen plus, like okay. a baker's plus. Sure. Gotcha. <laughs> it was a lot in there. Delicious really treated us well. Right. And they make uh, good they make good donuts. I've had yes, many they of did. them. They are delicious donuts. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's a good, good one. I feel like that's the brand that shows up sometimes at work, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I feel oh, like really? Yeah, uh, there's a couple of different brands that show up. So yeah, you know. Uh, there there are donuts for everyone. But uh but yes. Well, I'm glad you were able to provide the service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was in a way like I kind of felt I don't know like honored to yeah. do that. Like it was it was my pleasure. Absolutely, yeah. very good. Did you do any other rides this uh, this week? So I did and? the Al- alleys of Alberta. Um, I am going to do the solstice ride. Ah, yes, For the real. shortest night of the year. Yes, and people are going to be riding all night long. Yes, even though I have, that's tomorrow. Yes. Oh my gosh! Um, yes. Even though I have to work the next day at my other job. But why not, right? You might <laughs> as well. Yes, exactly. It's Petalpalooza. It is. And there's always coffee. There's always coffee. Yeah, or a tasty Viso energy beverage. I can sleep afterwards. Right, yes. You'll sleep when you're dead. <laughs> which People might be go off 7 p.m. That's right. Oh, you yeah. going? Yeah, I'm planning to. Awesome. Yep. There awesome. we go. Fabulous. 
Very good. Yeah, I uh, I won't be going because my band's playing a show, uh, which uh, in some ways could be ill-conceived, given that uh, most of my friends are going to be out on bike rides. Yeah. But you know, you you make music when you can. So you'll, uh, you'll broaden your fan base because that way, like, right, all your friends are gone. You're, right. You'll have to like appeal to this other set of people. Who are you, schmoes? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let, me, let me introduce myself. Yeah. Very good. Well, I uh, I did not. I had donuts this weekend, but I did not ride my bike. No, no, you didn't ride your bike at all this week. No, we played support for uh, my wife Adele, who went out and uh, there's a marathon that runs around Timothy Lake on the flanks of Mount Hood. Oh yeah, but uh, she didn't go in the organized one because she didn't want to pay to run and uh, didn't want to have a bunch of other people there. Ah. So she just ran twenty six point two miles <laughs> on, her like a marathon on her own. On her own. <laughs> Damn. That's and I, awesome. I walked out into the woods with some Gatorade and a banana, half of a banana, in my pack, uh-huh. uh, you know, to strategically resupply her when she walked past the place that I was, I would be waiting and reading my book. Ah. And uh, it turned out, in this place, there are two trails. The trail diverges. Uh, oh, I took the one less traveled, oh dear. and that made all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so. Because uh, she didn't. <laughs> no, she proceeded on 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 the probably the easier path to take. Uh huh. And meanwhile, I sat down. I first of all, I sat down in a place where I, it seemed like a lovely spot. People were out fishing. It was real quiet. And I noticed at the table next to the one I had chosen to sit and read, there was a, like a sweatshirt or something. Someone was either had left one behind or was coming back to get it. And so this guy walks down. And he's kind of lumbering down with a bunch of bags, and he's one of those guys that just never really ever stops talking. Like when one object yes. of his conversation goes away, yes. he replaces it with the next available object of conversation. You're looking for that moment to be like, okay, well, I better be on my way. And it just yeah. never... And, yeah. yeah, and so I've got my earbuds in already. <laughs> and so he's been shouting to whoever's carrying more of his stuff down from the from the parking lot. And oh, then okay. he switches his conversation to the people fishing. And then he like gets up and walks back towards the car and switches his conversation to me, uh, who universally acknowledge if you have earbuds in, you may not be listening, right? But he hails me with special attention, so I take out my earbuds, and then he asks me if I've walked around the lake and if I've had any of, any of the berries, um, and you know, and it goes on from there. And that was when I said nope, and I got up and I walked over to another place where it was far <laughs> enough out of earshot and out of eyeshot from this fellow, because you know everyone has access, equal access to the woods. I recommend that everyone go out in the woods, but yes. I wasn't about to spend you know the next two hours sitting next to him. Sure, so, sure. Uh, so I sat, anyways, in this place where I could not be found by my wife, who was running a marathon. Whoops! Oops. So, what happened with all of that? The banana and yes. the snacks. Well, it stayed in my bag, and I gave them to her at the end. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I saw her like across. There was a piece of water that I was sitting at, and uh, uh, there was another. You know, I could, you could see the other shore. Yeah. And I thought I saw her run past on the other shore. I'm like, well, she's going to be here soon. I'm pretty sure that was her. It was just far enough away that I wasn't quite sure. And it turned out that, you know, it was her, and she took that main path, and I was somewhere down by the water. Uh-huh. And so I look at my, I keep looking at my watch, and it's like, you know, one hour, two hours past. And I'm like, well, she's probably not coming this way. And so eventually I get up, and I start walking back towards the yeah. finish line. And, and it's not like you guys would be carrying, well, she wouldn't be carrying her cell phone. Right. Nor would, if she would was carrying it would really want to be making arrangements right or any of the friends that were there to support her as well yeah. um everybody wisely put their phones away i had my phone in my pocket and i turned it off of airplane mode at that point thinking maybe i can hail someone but i could yeah. not hail anyone so so i walked through the woods it was fine and uh, you know she she was uh, no worse for wear she was doing just fine um i sat down it was uh 
Aaron of We Were Like Sons. He oh, was yeah. the author of that book. Aaron Green. Yeah, and the founder of the Rig Granary, which the Rig Granary provided a bunch of uh, discarded wood for our campfire uh, or the nights that we camped up there. So it was nice. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was a good weekend all in all. Adele nice. did her marathon. We made, uh, we made her a medal out of a crushed Pabst can because <laughs> nice. it has a blue ribbon on it. Uh-huh. And then we hung that around her neck when she was done. Awesome. Uh, and then we gave her one that was full. Ah. So, yeah. But it's nice being out there in the woods. Now, did you eat any of the berries? No. Okay. No. I didn't like that guy very much. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to, to not. <laughs> was it, it wasn't even worth it. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case you run into him again. No lift service to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any of those berries? No. Screw you. No. <laughs> what berries? I'm out of here. <laughs> nope. So, yeah. Anyways, that was uh, that was how I spent my weekend. So, Amy, how did you spend your weekend? How did I spend my weekend? Um... It's pedal palooza, so everything is a little bit of a blur mm. at this point. Right. I and may have to look here. <laughs> no, I mean, you laugh, but um, okay, okay. I'm well, anyone who's familiar with the pedal palooza uh, tradition knows that there are so many rides, and you could be busy like all week, every evening, well absolutely, into the evening. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I did make it to the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh, that was this weekend? Uh, that was on so Saturday afternoon. That. that is quite the ride because um, there are so many like built structures, uh, like large. It was very beautiful. Ships, yeah. That people... um, bike. Did you see it? Yes. Uh, he's, he's a dear friend of mine. Oh. Um, so, uh, and I actually, um, for some stupid reason or other, I don't know why I had not ever made it to this particular ride in fact until this year i didn't know that he was a co-leader i you know it's i weird. still don't know that portland is a weird town where you can know someone and you really think you know them and you you could un, you could literally unburden your soul to someone yeah and then find out later that they're a leader for a very popular ride and you just <laughs> did not know that you know so um Anyway, I, I finally made it to Star Wars versus Star Trek, which was really fun. Um, I did have to drop off partway through because I did bring my two kids who are 7 and 11. And, uh, you know, the 7-year-old just couldn't keep up. Okay. Uh, so we kind of peeled off after a few miles and, um, you know, went for a snow cone and that kind of thing. You're saying he couldn't complete the Kessel Run in 30 parsecs? We could not. She okay. could not. Someday she will when, okay. you know, the force becomes strong within her. But until then, uh, just didn't really happen. Um, but, yeah, I've had uh, – we're halfway through Petalpalooza. Um, I have not yet uh, – normally, I you know, I have Instagram. I have, you know, some blog things that I do, whatever. And I, I normally would post some kind of a – uh, report for each ride at okay. this point. Um, I it's I feel like this one in particular, 2017, has been more hectic than usual, um, and uh, have not gotten to it yet. So I'm feeling a little, you know, off kilter, kind of on the back foot, as it were, um, with respect to kind of reporting on what's going on. I did lead a ride. Which one did you lead um, on Wednesday? It was the Doctor Who ride. Oh. Um, and it was very fun. You know, it, Doctor Who, it's kind of, you know, it's super nerdy. I mean, come on, you know, you're already if like... you thought Star Wars versus Star n- Trek was Star nerdy. Wars versus Star Trek is very, to me, is very mainstream. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody loves yeah. one or the other. But Doctor Who, you're immediately branding yourself as yep. like a 
fucking nerd. I'm like sorry. Big red you know? and around your yeah, around exactly. Your yeah. So the fact you know it's, it's my second year to lead it. It's been going for seven years, and I picked it up from this gal, uh, Evelyn, who moved to I believe Colorado. Um, but uh, so. I was, you know, going into this ride a little bit stressed, um, thinking, you know, how can I, there's not that many Doctor Who things in Portland. You right. Know? I mean, we're on the West Coast, at least in New York, you know, they've had episodes that were set in New York. Oh, you yeah. can, it, there's things you can do, but out here it's, it's very few and far between like the things you can show people or what, you know, whatever. Like I, the one Doctor Who, uh bar or restaurant is closed now. Uh, is it no really? longer around the TARDIS room? Really? I thought I, so. No. Re- or is it just moved? No, it's, I think it's still there on Killingsworth. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like a, it was a, a it, whole other joint now. Well, the guy who runs it uh, also owns some other businesses. So uh, the TARDIS room is, I think, one piece of it. And then there's the whole, like a British pub. Right. And then there, he also runs this sort of ice cream business right so they're all kind of packed into this one building and it's easy to miss the tardis room if you're not looking for it but i believe it's bigger on the inside than on the outside (laughs) bigger on the inside Uh, (laughs) Uh, so yeah um no i it is still open um but yeah so we we did go out there last year but this year i was you know i was feeling a little bit under the gun um, you know, for, for work, I do event planning and I, this is my busy season and I had really, I'd left a lot of things undone and I had not really, uh, pre-rode my route and thought it through. And I was, I was feeling very stressed going into Wednesday. Um, but I just took a deep breath and I just, you know, I had some ideas. Um, I had some inspiration and I, you know, I was, I went for some really funny things that people actually enjoyed. So, um, you know, I, there is, uh, there are, there's a bank of elevators in the Doubletree Hotel. Oh yeah. Um, where the doors look like the Pandorica from the two-parter episode with the 11th Doctor, uh, the Big Bang, the Pandorica opens. And I'd always, you know, again, as an event planner, I'm always in there doing conferences and conventions and things. And I've always gone in there thinking, that elevator looks like the Pandorica. We're totally going there for the next Doctor Who ride. And it was always in the back of my head. But then all of a sudden for this ride, I thought, that's a dumb idea. People are going to think that's <laughs> stupid. Everyone's going to hate my ride. And I don't, I, I don't know. But I took people there. We split into two groups. Uh, somebody watched the, you know, the bikes for half the group. And we went in and we took photos and video of people going into the Pandorica with the doors <laughs> opening and closing. And we actually had somebody dressed as Amy Pond, you know, who oh, yeah. is kind of like a critical character to that episode. And we, it, would, it looked amazing. I, again, I'm way behind on my my pedal palooza posting. So I haven't posted, you know, these videos and these recaps, but you know, to have Amy pond there, you know, mm-hmm. with the Pandorica doors opening and closing, I just thought, Oh my God, this is actually happening. I, <laughs> I, I did this thing and it was a, you know, it was a beautiful weather day and we had, you know, like 20, 25 people. They went along with everything. Uh, 
there were some, you know, people I really didn't expect to see on this ride. Uh, Brian, who is Bike Index at Bike Index. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, right. Our, yeah. You know, the Bruce Wayne of bike theft. Indeed. <laughs> showed up in a fourth doctor scarf. I had no idea he was a Whovian. And I was very honored. You know, when you, with some, you know, again, as we were talking earlier, Brock, about luminaries and badasses. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of like, oh, my God, like there's a badass on my ride. And that that happens all the time to me. So, um, you know, as someone who is, uh, you know, uh, seriously not thinking of themselves as like a badass luminary, I always find myself surprised when someone like that shows up and is interested in, you know, some crazy thing that I'm interested in. So it was fun having him on the ride and we all played trivia at the very end at the Scottish pub, the Rose and Thistle they're on Broadway and uh, his team actually won. Ah. So it was very fun to give away some prizes. And, you know, we looked at Daleks and different, you know, there's a Dalek in the Pizza Schmitza pub. And we looked at the little, the little TARDIS library over there at Lance's house. I was going to ask if that was a part of it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Because that's the one thing I that's know. That's the one thing you kind of got to do on the Doctor Who ride is go to one of the various uh, little TARDIS libraries and, that's that's the most accessible one. I think there's another one at 27th and going, and then there's another one way north, somewhere near, uh, you know, Cathedral Park. But I have yet to, you know, scout a route that goes that far north. But maybe yeah. I don't know for 2018, it it could happen. So. I didn't realize there was more than one. That's there great. are three. Yeah. There are three. That so, we know of. Yeah, that the, we know of. Exactly. And the Little Free Library is a great idea because yeah. Yeah. that it is a place where you can, you know, share your love of literature with somebody else. And also a place that, you know, metaphorically, you know, your mind expands when you go inside. Uh, yes. So this is good. All of time and space. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, let, let's talk about some of these things on the list because we put down the list of like all the things you like to do by bike. Ooh, so that's a big list. Should I pull them out of a hat or should we go in, in the order that we wrote uh, them down? You know, I'm open. I'm flexible. Uh I, I feel like the list was made in a very ad hoc way, so it's very funny, you know, to have it kind of rattled back at me. And, um, you know, since, you know, since that evening when we first talked about this list, yes. uh, you know, I've had lots of thinky thoughts about, you know, what one could talk about with respect to all these things. But, yeah, let's just go for it and right. see where it goes. I'm going to go backwards. Because I know Whoa, that's like time travel right there, going backwards. <laughs> that's right. Uh, because beer is fun, but I always think of beer as something you that is optimally done at the end of a ride. Yes. So let's start would... at the beginning with clothes. Clothes, yeah. That is something you want to have before your ride. Generally, Although unless you're participating into, in the biggest bike weekend, ride ever. You know, right. June twenty fourth. You know, we have a Portland. ride where it's very yeah. important. Ob- optional very important not yeah. to have is clothes. optional. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, we have uh, a no pants any, ride. Just so. about any ride. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> I know Zach, Zach Sparrow, who is very pro no pants, yeah. <laughs> a champagne ride leader. So, you know, uh, you know, I may be pro clothing, but there's, you know, I would never say that one must have clothes for a bike ride. Yeah. Don't push your views on me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so what first of all, uh, are we talking about riding to clothes? Or are we talking about riding in clothes or both? You know, for me, uh, you, when I think about clothes and bike rides um you know as somebody when so i got into bike riding from a, a very secure the uh, circuitous route uh 
through kind of my love of clothes and okay. vintage fashion. So growing up in Texas or whatever in the 90s, um, my friends and I were really into this show, Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah I haven't Peaks. heard of it. Wait, is uh, that this, that's this Thursday, right? Yeah. There's yes. like, there, oh, yes. Twin and which, Peaks, right? again, Armando, Armando is leading. Again, oh, yeah. We, we circle back around to at Dude Luna. He's a good guy. So, yeah, he is a good guy. So he's leading Twin Peaks. But anyway, again, going back to Twin Peaks and this idea of small town plaid skirts and just kind of this sort of high school innocence. I, I don't know. That was very captivating. Again, as a high schooler in the 90s in, in Houston, Texas, or the outskirts thereof, where we were, you know, I don't it, like every it, the clothing was very not Pacific Northwest. Yes. Peaks. So there was some if you wanted to be different, um, which, you know, there was like this little group of us where, you know, we listened to Bauhaus and we, you know, listened to The Cure and whatever. We were just not, we we wanted to be a part. Um, you know, there was a way you could dress. Clothing is a way you could say, hey, I'm not like about all this whatever craziness. I, I don't know. I can't even think of the music uh, like Poison or. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not like the others. Yeah, I know, and it, it seems so stupid now, but I think when you're a teenager... Those um, distinctions are so important. It's so important <laughs> to kind of define yourself yeah. with respect to other groups and just say, you know, this is what I like versus what they like, and, you know, to make your friendships and that kind of thing. Anyway, go, going on to clothing. So clothing is a way you can do that, right? And um, And that kind of stuck with me, is that I always felt like you know, you could pick a certain outfit and, um, define yourself and kind of say, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is the face that I'm putting out to the world. And yeah. you, you also find out that you can pick a, di- you know, pick a different face and pick a different outfit any night of the week and, uh, get treated a different way or find entry into a different group or feel comfortable in different places. And I, I found that to be very fun. It yeah. is, it is like wearing a costume. It is like, um, again, it's like play. It's it's uh, it's entertainment. Um, so, you know, years went by, and I think um, wearing, I don't know, uh, different outfits, vintage clothes. I kind of somehow meandered into this whole bike pretty culture, which was very appealing to me. That you know, you don't have to wear spandex and lycra to ride a bike you don't stop the presses right i know it seems so silly now but at the time you know again to me it was uh you know sort of freeing that um, i don't have to be athletic and i don't have to be fast i can be very slow and meander and stop a lot and drink a beer and wear a skirt and um There was something about that that was very appealing to me. Yeah. So, you know, I I feel like um, it's very fun to, you know, costume yourself for a bike ride, uh, whether it's, you know, something during, you know, something very themed like Doctor Who or Star Wars versus Star Trek or whatever, or just every day. You know, I think it is it's it is a statement when you're out there on the, you know, Broadway Bridge or whatever, and you're getting passed by a million people in Lycra, and you're just like tootling along with your, <laughs> you know, long dress and uh, whatever flower in your hair. And I think that's important that, you know, bikeways are open to all people. 
you know, counterculture, yeah. no matter how you're dressed. Right. Very good. Uh, moving on to number two in the list, which is bikes. Uh, or is that number what? <laughs> it is five. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah it, we're going backwards. So do you, do you think you could change bikes like you change clothes? Is it possible to, um, to present a different face to the world based on the bike you ride? Oh, absolutely. I Have think, you done this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, I have. Uh, it, it takes a little money, I think, and I, um, you know, a tiny bit. Um, but I think, again, that's very fun. I think that is sort of advanced level, you know, where you get your beautiful outfit on, you get your, you know, your three speed um, and go off on some, you know, super, you know, beautiful dressed up ride where you end at a picnic at a sunset and <laughs> drink champagne or what have you, um, you know, versus, you know, I'm going to go pick up my kids on my commuter bike and I have, you know, a, uh, a sack full of treats and goldfish. I mean, y- y- there are, yeah, there are definitely different bikes for, for different uses. Right, right, right. It is worth noting that you picked up your water bottle and you tilted it so I could see the sticker, right? Yes, Which yes. is an exploded diagram of uh, of a three-speed hub. This is correct. Yeah, so. This is correct. Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of person we're dealing with here. This is a person that knows what's up. <laughs> are you part of the Society of Three Speeds? I am. I nice. am member uh, number 151. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, our friend Sean Granton yes. put that together, and it's uh, for anyone who has a three-speed bike. But you got to register. And you have to have a three-speed bike. That's true. I do not and have not. Yes. He's very <laughs> particular. <laughs> but yes, yes. And, I mean, he knows what he wants. That's the most yes. important thing, right? Yes. I've, I've tried to sneak in a couple oh, times. You know what? <laughs> Actually, this Sunday. It's all in good nature. It's all so, like just kind of to rib Sean a but, little bit. But. But, <laughs> uh, and don't we all love to do that? Um, but this Sunday, uh, June 25th, is actually one of the open three-speed rides. So you do not oh. actually have to have a three-speed to go on the three-speed ride. So I'd highly recommend it if you want to experience yeah. the experience. A little three-speed envy. Yeah. Yes. Without actually having to go out and get one. Uh, but I have a funny story to kind of jump in is that that night that I uh, that we met at VeloCult, yes. Film by Bike, um, I was on my three speed and oh. I, I got hit by a car. I'm oh, like, shit. Oh. oh, no. Are you okay? I, well, I don't Here know. you are. Look at me. I, <laughs> am, I, am I? I don't know. Uh, so, but the bike. Yeah. The, the no... bike is a little bump, bumped up. Oh. And fucking I, cars. Fucking cars, man. Dude. <laughs> okay. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to have a three-speed for this Sunday, oh, no. and I'm a little heartbroken because you... I've never not had a three-speed for yeah. this ride. As know? per the rules. Like, As per you, the rules. I am, I am not a rule breaker. <laughs> no, but, but I mean you <laughs> not, had. Not in this, in this respect. I, I break rules in other respects, but sure. not here. You had and continue to own a, a three-speed bike. It just can't be ridden right now. So, like, do you still get in or do you have to wait for the open ride in order to three-speed it? Well, I mean, I'm just lucky that this is an open ride. Well, so. you're, right. yes, and also lucky that you're okay and you're not hurt and I, all that. You know, yes. like that, that too. I, I, feel, I'm, I feel very lucky. Um, I did yell a lot at the driver, though. Right. <laughs> 
That <laughs> seems justified. Yeah. Did the driver stop? They like, did stop. Well, they tra- they drove off first, and then I yelled, and then there was a witness who s- ran after them, and then they came back. It was very confusing. I seriously, was, I was a little bit. You know, I was Yikes. coming back from. I was coming back from film by bikes. So right. Saw, it's an know. elative experience. Yes, You're just I like, I, I'm on the top of the world. Yeah. I was, and again, I was, and that's the funny thing, going back to this whole thing about clothing and, um, you know, this persona that you put on when you ride your bike. Yeah. Part of that, I to me, is my safety. You know, mm-hmm. I was in, you know, I was all dressed up that night. I had this very pretty dress on with a long skirt. My, my you know, my three-speed is lit up like a Christmas tree. I have EL wire wrapped around everything and, like, lights on everything. And I just, I have a, you know, and we'll get to the music, I'm sure. But, yes. you know, I have the little Bluetooth speaker on my bike and I'm blasting, you know, music down the 53rd Greenway. I mean, how do you miss Right. Somebody like me. But, right. you know, this person, it was Cinco de Mayo. Uh-huh. So All I have right. a terrible suspicion that the person who hit me was not in was. complete control of their faculties. Well, too much mayo got on their hands. Too Steering wheel gets a little bit slippery. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm yeah. glad you're okay. But, uh, but that means that you can't switch. So what I was going to ask is, as a as an owner of the three-speed, and, like, you got into the club with the three-speed, could you show up with another bike? Because you're already say, in the club. I've got the card. Uh, Look yep. at the card. I'm a card-carrying <laughs> member. Or or do you think uh, you'll be relegated to the sidelines until you can get your, your equipment repaired? I have a feeling that uh, due to my past history, Sean would be lenient with me. Okay. Yeah, yes. Well, let's, let's, let's make that happen then, yeah? <laughs> but I, I do have my eye on a, a beautiful glider that's on Craigslist right Ooh. now that... It is, oh God, it's Tuesday, um, uh-huh. and this ride is on Sunday. Uh, I, if it's still available, I might try to make that happen because, okay. again, I, you know, I am a little bit of a stickler for the whole rules thing. Yes. Sure, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Aaron, if you could start a club in which uh, people could only ride a certain kind of bike, Ooh. would it be around the Terry or the Fat Bike? Uh, or no, it would, or it, the fine disc trucker. It would be around the red hair among horses. Really? Yeah, and it would be the the do it all club. Okay. Yeah. People would have to have a red disc trucker. Uh, not to join necessarily, the club. but it they could would be any color have, disc trucker. They would have to have a bike that they can do everything on. So and you're ooh. saying I qualify? Yeah. 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 I Thanks. mean, you have to ride that bike. You can't ride your <laughs> so tall. gravel, roads, <laughs> yeah. carry stuff, bike trailer. Carry stuff on gravel and roads. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. With yeah. a bike trailer. With yeah. a bike trailer. Very yes. good. Yeah. Four people. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, well, okay. That that sounds like a plan. Andre, <laughs> if you could start a club, what would be the exclusivity factor for you? I think since most of our group rides, it, we involve all kinds of bikes. We're very inclusive. We have people that show up on little skinny tires all winter long. Uh-huh. We have like 22s on. and 23s? Yeah. Uh, crazy. I never understand. There's so many people that do that. In I, that I never <laughs> understand how they can do that. One of our group rides this winter, we had 18 below for a, a wind chill. My wow. oh my. And there were people out there on skinny tires, <laughs> slipping, <laughs> sliding around on the ice. It was, Having a good time. Nice. But uh, for just sheer outright fun, I like my fat bike. Okay. Yeah. So fat bike club. No. Yeah, with with uh, the pelt of some animal, or, or no, a, a living pelt on your back. <laughs> yes, it's best. Okay, a small gotcha. cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, very good. So next on the list, burritos. Burritos. How do burritos and bikes fit together for you? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's fuel. You know, you right. got to eat. You know, you go on these long bike rides, and you're very very hungry. So I, I feel like the burrito is the perfect food where. Uh, 
you know, you've got all your food groups wrapped up in one thing mm-hmm. and yes. uh, portable, mobile. Uh, you could, if you don't finish it, you can still wrap the foil around it and keep going. Um, there's just so much to love about a burrito. And that's right. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, you know, we borrow the, the flavors, you know, from, you know, our wonderful Mexican culture to the South. And again, you know, growing up in Texas, I mean, you cannot live without Mexican food. So I don't, you know, it's just, it's just the perfect food. I mean, again, there is one other perfect food that we'll get to, I'm sure. (laughs) It's on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. So, uh, I think it's essential. Okay. Yeah. 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 As far as like when you're riding from, from place to place to place to place, it seems like the burrito is sort of the, the unofficial food of, of riding a bike, you know? Oh, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree because I mean, it's so portable and mobile and all inclusive and, uh, you could go to any burrito place and just about any dietary need is usually going to be accommodated, whether they're, you know, they've got gluten-free tortillas, they've got vegan fillings, uh, you know, or, you know, if non-vegan for people who yeah. want omnivore type stuff. I mean, it's just... And they're just, they're pretty cost effective to make as well. Yes, yes. And that is, you know, that's another important thing. You know, if you're, you know, you're not wanting to spend a lot of money on food so you can, you know... I don't know, buy things for your bike or buy beer or whatever. (laughs) Both good things. It's great to have this sort of cost effective, you know, human fuel for, you know, going the distance. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt in uh, the film Premium Rush described it as an urban food log. Urban food log. Yes. I'm not sure I agree with that. (laughs) Uh, My brother, Dan, when he first visited me in Portland, uh, one of his things that he said is like, so... What you do with your day is you ride your bike and you eat snacks and then you have a burrito and then you ride your bike <laughs> and eat snacks and have a burrito. It's like, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I live. <laughs> that sounds ideal. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the burrito is loaded with the kind of nutrients you need when you're riding a bike. Yeah. You know, and uh, I had one today, as a matter of fact, while I was out running errands. I stopped at uh, Los Garditos. Yes. The best. The best. Very nice. Which happens to be on the corner of Southeast Excellent. Division and 12th. What also, else is there? Also known as the uh, home of the beer mongers. That's right. <laughs> yes, thank you. Graciously supports this show. Absolutely. Well, for which we are grateful. But yes, right, Los right. Gorditos makes a great, and they make, uh, like you were saying, I mean, it's like it's uh, it's all vegan, it's all yep. or, or whatever you want it to be, vegetarian, gluten free. Uh, it's or yeah. loaded with meat if that's your, right, if that's right. Your fancy. You, you could order yes. the garbage burrito, which in fact has three or four different kinds yes. of meat, all packed into one. <laughs> yeah, there's a message there, I think. Uh, what makes for a good burrito in your mind, Amy? I, you know, I think balance. I, I, I think you need, you know, crunchiness and softness. You've got to have some lettuce. So, you know, that's the crunchiness. And then the rice and beans are essential. Okay. And then after that, you know, whatever proteins you, you go for, whether it's beans or soy curls or tofu or whatever, you know. I'm with um, soy curls. I, but I, you know, I like a mix of textures, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you don't feel like you're just eating like a soft pillow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you love a pillow. You can only have so much pillow before you get tired of it. Uh, what about uh, what about fusion, for example? Say uh, say there was uh, uh, say a Korean cuisine that you wanted to put into a burrito. Does this count, or is this uh, mean, different like, food? Uh, yeah, like koi fusion. koi fusion. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think 
Yeah, I think you've got to be flexible. You've got to welcome diversity in culture. So yeah. if somebody wants to grill up some teriyaki tofu and throw it in there, you know, that's, I think you, that's what somebody wants. I think that's beautiful. When know? does it stop becoming a burrito? When it is not wrapped and mobile, I okay. think. To me, I mean, I think those bowls, you know, I, uh-huh. I, I think you're really skirting the issue there. I think... Uh, burrito bowl, not an actual burrito? No, okay. sorry. <laughs> Far yeah, less I gotta portable. Draw the, I got to draw the line at the burrito bowl. Sorry. Okay. And there's also something very unsatisfying about a poorly wrapped burrito. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, what yeah. is it? Uh, Laughing Planet had the uh, the slogan for years, if you unwrap, it'll be in your lap. <laughs> And uh, they're you know they're right. It's I tried it one time. It didn't work out so well. No. Uh, but but you know the people who are best, especially if you have someone who has grilled a burrito shut. Oh you know, yes. Like, like they've they've wrapped After the burrito. It's been wrapped. You you kind of toast the outside. Uh, so yep. it Stays. Ooh, yeah. yeah yeah. Or right. the the deep fried. Has anyone here ever had the deep <clears throat> the, fried oh chimichangas? Yeah. Yes. Is yeah. that what that is? Yeah yeah. 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 So you take shit. a whole burrito and you just deep fry it, and so you've got this sort of like wonton kind of crispy. Yeah. I love texture. Yeah. So it's like the whole wonton, but with a burrito inside. Yeah. It's. It's intense. I don't know if I could do it while riding a bike. I right. think that is I think the chimichanga no. is definitely for like an That's end stop. That's a sit down. It's a sit yeah. down, it's an end stop, it's a take a deep breath and like just really like be in the moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't wanna like make I wouldn't wanna wrap it in foil and like try to take it and sort of lose the crispiness of it and lose the essential what makes it a chimichanga, you know. So yeah. Quick pull around the table. I always ate my chimichanga with silverware. Uh, is this the preferred method or not? I think you kind of have to. Yeah? So you can't I mean, pick it up? Now, now that I say that, I'm getting looks here. Let's right try it. Table. Let's find out. <laughs> I think you start picking it up, but then you end with silverware. Yeah. Okay. Because you've unwrapped it already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. It, it really depends on how it's put together. Uh, the one I had today, there's no way you're eating that with your Okay. Hands. It's a three-hander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So from, uh, well, first of all, Emmy, in your estimation, best burrito you've had and worst burrito you've had. Whoa. This is, this is I'm really feel, feeling put on the spot. <laughs> um, best burrito would probably, I you know, I feel like... Um, I feel like it would be a Laughing Planet burrito, mm. and it was one that was sort of it was a. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna regret saying this, but it, I think it was St. Patrick's Day, and so they oh. had St. Patrick's Day special. Did you have this? <laughs> it was like mashed potatoes <laughs> oh and peas, God, and yeah. it was what? all like British food inside it was like, of it. It was like a spinach I, pie inside was, of burrito. There was like there was yeah, so shepherd's many, pie. Yeah, it was so uh, crazy. I mean, I just like my mind was expanded. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, best is such a it's, right. It's such a loaded word. So I, I mean, but the I would say most memorable. That's what I'm most going for. memorable. Yes. Where I was just like your best experience. My brain was just going whoa. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say it was a Laughing Planet St. Patrick's Day special. Okay, shepherd's pie and a tortilla. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Is that ground beef in that one? I think it was actually corned beef. Oh, of course. Ooh, of course. Crazy. So like, out of control. Most disappointing burrito. Most disappointing burrito. Um God, I just don't wanna like 
get anyone in trouble. You don't in have there. to. Just describe it. Um, we'll, we'll bleep out the, the name. It was. We won't bleep out their name. I don't know. It was just like one of those really bland ones from like a super corporate place that just didn't have enough filling. Uh, yeah. Like a Del Taco. Uh, something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Or something that was flavored with Chipotle. <laughs> something, yeah. something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not enough stuff in it, and yeah. just not you know where you were just like this. Really, this I, I need bad. more. I need more. I needed more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that unsatisfying. Yeah, not satisfied. Right. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> from one food to another, pizza. Oh God, pizza. <laughs> yes, pizza is God. Where do I start? So I actually went on a pizza ride. Yes, oh you did. On Tuesday, you went to Pizza Palooza. Yes. No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. That was this was <laughs> it a, was much. <laughs> this was a secret pizza ride, oh. my friends. Invite only. Invite only. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, and it brings us back around to Sean because he was a co-leader. Of this ride. I was about to, like, name him. Yeah, like, let's Sean, add him. Let's it? add him. He's, like, the crazy pizza guy. <laughs> Sean Granton does love pizza. <laughs> he is a fan. You know, but I I honestly, I didn't, you know, um, again, having been born in Manhattan and live living in New Haven, Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for in my college, my bright college years. So that should tell you a little bit about where I went to school. Uh-huh. Um, you know, pizza is really important to me. Uh, I have a very, uh, you know, it's a very serious, uh, I have a very serious regard for pizza. Right. Um, so someone who's going to lead a pizza ride, I'm instantly a little bit, You're you like, know. are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, do you, <laughs> you don't know pizza. Do you, do you know what I know? <laughs> yeah. Are Are you feeling what I'm feeling? You know, so, um, but I have to say, um, it was and it wasn't what I expected. It was it was uh, it was very fun. It was very lighthearted. It was not centered on being a foodie or being a snob in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I have to say, it, it opened um, it opened a lot of uh, it expanded my my regard for you know what you know for for what pizza fun could be yeah. you know because i i tend i have to say i tend to be a little bit of a snob when it comes to pizza <laughs> okay so anchovies um, okay uh anchovies are very okay okay yeah um but uh, this was this was more fun it was more like let's ride our bikes as far as we can fucking go until we're really tired and just see what the hell is out there in the realm of pizza on the east side of portland so it was really fun to just sort of you know let go of what i thought like a perfect pizza could be and instead sort of uh let myself be led and uh just sort of enjoy the moment and it again it re- it brought me back to a lot of you know bike fun which is you know not not necessarily like being super expectation heavy and you know thinking like this has to be perfect or I, this has to be a perfect pizza but it was more about like just riding bikes and beautiful weather and being silly and i yeah as it should be and drinking a lot of beer <laughs> right right <laughs> which which is, which is our next point uh but before we move to beer uh crust, crust. what kind of crust New Haven. New, New, Haven. Haven. New Haven. New Haven. Is New Haven a thin crust? Is this like it a traditional a thin, East Coast is, thin crust? It is an East Coast. Is it different than other kinds of East Coast thin crust? It is a little bit burnt. Okay. Uh, there is some yeah. carbon involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Fired or oven baked? You know, that is... Uh, 
as long as it's like a really hot oven, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not super picky about wood versus steel, you know? So it's, I don't know, as long as it's a little bit burnt. Okay. The char yeah. is important. Char is really, and the dough. Uh-huh. I mean, I think like, you know, the, the, there's, I, again, I'm not a baker. I don't know about yeast and, uh, all the chemical, Sure. You know, know how that goes into that, but I, right. you know, there's definitely a way you can make pizza dough that gives it more flavor, and you know, mm-hmm. resting it or whatever. Right. Can yeah. you can you fold it when you eat it? Can you fold a piece? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, okay. you can totally fold it. Yeah. Can you put two slices on top of one on top of the other? <laughs> you know, face Only to face. If you're like really really gluttonous, I suppose. I mean, you're gonna okay. Get, you're gonna get looks, but you know. Again, I will no longer admit to that. If you're on a bike ride and you're really hungry, you know, I. You know, sometimes you just got to, like, get it all in really quickly. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, deep dish? Yes or no? Uh, <laughs> I have a very I have a very mixed relationship with Midwestern pizza. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> it's not real pizza. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, Come on. Chicago can I, style. Can I, Come little, on. can I go a little personal here? Please, go ahead. Like, please. You know, okay. So I was married to somebody from the Midwest, and it didn't work out, you know. So... Andre's laughing. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, like nothing against, like you know, nothing against Michigan, but you know. Oh from, no! Screw them. Yeah. That oh, whole, that whole state. oh shit! <laughs> that's from an expat. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, you know, again, um, no, no bad feelings, nah. whatever. It's all amicable or whatever. But when I think of Michigan pizza, it's hard to kind of separate that from this person. And I, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, so, and uh, yeah. So Michigan it's pizza, you consider Detroit, that like, like, like a deep, deep dish, dish. Okay. like Chicago, or okay. like Chicago yeah. is like you know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Sure. And yeah. I, I mean, I was honest. You know, I was at uh, this person's house the other day, and uh, they were making it. You know, we're amicable, so we have to do these kind of like you know, kid switches and uh, you yeah. know, kind of that stuff. And. Um, he was making a, a deep dish pizza. <laughs> at his house. And he's like, you should try this. And I, you know, my immediate reaction was like, this is an abomination. I've had that. It's <laughs> terrible. And, and you know what? But you know what? I got to let go. I got to let go uh, of the bad feelings. I got to be a nice person. And um, to be honest, um, I've come around. Okay. Come around. Right. I had right. um, I had a Detroit deep dish pizza at East Gleason, uh-huh. which is right yes. by my house there, and um, it changed it changed my uh, estimation mm. of deep dish pizza. You know, okay. in a way that it, uh, you know uh, Chicago deep dish had not. Gotcha. Do they do the thing where the toppings are on the bottom and the sauce is on the top? Uh, no, this, it looked like, yeah, yeah, I know it would look like a normal pizza. It was just very thick and deep. So, um, but you know, I, I've come around, I am no longer anti, um, I'm ready to, you know, again, embrace, you know, all that the Midwest has to offer. All forms. (laughs) How do you feel about 7-Eleven pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, I do Thursday night ride, you know, so I, I'm a regular 
and it'll save your life. You know, yes. you don't have to. You don't have to think about it. You don't always have to be so cerebral. You know, right, right, uh, right, sometimes right. you just need that Seven Eleven dollar slice. Yeah. You, you know? need a band aid. You don't have to no. hold out for Care Bear band aid. That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Aaron knows what's up. So yeah. yeah. No, I've I've eaten my share of the Jackson's shell, right. uh, <laughs> or the Seven Eleven pizza. Right. Yeah, no right. problem. No. Okay. Yeah. Very good. That, that shit is better when it's hot. I will say that for sure. Uh, before we move on, best way to carry a pizza on a bike? Uh, well, in the box, you know, okay. using uh, straps on okay. your rack, you know. Gotcha. But if, you know, if someone just hands you a slice, it's best to have a little paper plate under it and, you know, left hand, you know. <laughs> left hand on the handlebars. <laughs> left hand on the handlebars. Right hand on the slice. Mouth on, you know, eat it as fast as possible gotcha. before it gets cold. Okay. That is a skill. I I don't know that I've ever eaten pizza. Well, maybe I have. I've I think carried, I'm, I've carried pizza in my handlebar bag. Before. Yeah, yeah. Like just a slice. You fold the pieces of the paper plate together uh-huh. around just it. Kind of like yeah, put it on top of everything and then mash the top of my handlebar bag on top so it doesn't open up. Holds together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of holds the heat in. Yeah. I think there's nothing more beautiful than like a stack of pizza boxes mm. on a front rack. Uh, yes. Yeah. On a on Dan a beautiful Gebhardt bike, knows all about you know. That. I mean, like when I see that shit, like I gotta I gotta take a picture. I'm like, stop. <laughs> yeah. I need a picture of you and your bike and your pizza because it's just it's so it's a convergence of so many beautiful things. It is. It really is that is. how Dan Gebhardt became a time traveler? Yes. He like earned the right well, from having a beautiful stack of pizza boxes. I, I invented I invented pizza neuring, Ooh. and then uh, he <laughs> tweeted a picture, or he tweeted a tweet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That he had sent, or yeah, that he had done. That's how he's a time traveler. Oh, a while back. Uh huh. Before pizza neuring was invented. Time traveler. Him, yeah. Okay. Pizza neuring, and it was like next level shit too. It nice. wasn't even like you know my basic. You know, I had my small mm-hmm. pizza on, balanced on my uh, handlebar bag. It was like eight Domino's pizzas it all stacked like, up. Yeah, it was like a stack on his like you know big front rack. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's good. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um. I think I may have dumpstered pizza and eaten it once in motion, but I don't know. I forget if I've ever eaten pizza in motion or not, but yeah. But on to beer, because that goes with pizza. Yeah, beer and pizza. Beer and pizza and and bikes. How does beer go with bikes for you? Well, you know, you got to be careful, you know. I mean, you're riding your bike. You want to have all your faculties about you. Um, But there's just something about a nice beer. It's very dry. It's not sweet. It's kind of fizzy. It provides carbohydrates. Uh, You know, there is that little jolt of alcohol to kind of relax the muscles or whatever. Um, You know, there's just so much to like about a beer. Uh, So I don't know. There's just so many different types. I mean, you could have your TNR beer, which is, you know, usually like a PBR or Rainier. It's, it's, It's merely there for the hydration aspect. Or, you know, you could be on some super gourmet ride, you know, like the pizza ride and, you know, stop at five different pizza places and have, you know, some fancy ass pint, you know, everywhere you go. Or like so, 12 ounce pours of something really fancy. Right. You know, like the Fort George, you know, tape op or whatever, you know, imported from Astoria. That's right. <laughs> it is a different country. It really is. So I don't know. Uh, it, I think, you know, it's it's a it's a reward it's uh, for a job well done. You know, if you do a long bike ride and you're just kind of patting yourself on the back, right. there's nothing like a nice cold beer to kind of, you know, tell you you did a good job. Or it is a consolation. 
Or it could be a consolation that you did not finish the ride and... <laughs> I don't know, you're just going to like cry into your beer or whatever. <laughs> that's, or, what, that's what the alcohol is for. Or things yeah. didn't go quite the way you thought it would on that TNR. You know, you saw your you saw your crush and like it didn't work out. Ah, you're going to yes. go cry into your beer. I mean, we've all had those too. So, you it's know. good for all things, it's, all purposes. You know, there's a lot of different reasons to, you know, crack open a cold one. So. A recovery beverage in yeah. whatever sense necessary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you like? What's your... Uh, do you have uh, a top uh, five or three or something? You know, I, I, I'm I'm your typical Portlander, I think, in that I like that, you know, those, you know, hoppy IPAs. I like the flowers. I like to feel like I'm drinking, like, an orange and a jasmine and all kinds of crazy flavors, you know, in my beer. So, you know, there. but we have a lot to choose from. So, But I, I'd say probably, like, some kind of Fort George, you know, like Big Guns or Tape Op or, you know, maybe the... Uh, good life descender you know those are always kind of you know taking up residence in my fridge and those are good beers easy to throw into the bike bag you know when you're heading out you know you, got, you always have koozies i have uh, a couple of uh very useful little uh, uh freezer bags that i keep in my freezer that have uh you know insulation that freezes so you fill that up with a couple of beers and by the end of the ride they're, they're still cold oh, something to keep it chilled yes ah. oh yeah you got to keep your beer chilled uh but you know there's plenty of rides where you stop at a bar or you stop at you know a pub or right, a 7-eleven right. uh-huh. <laughs> where the bike you know the the beer is chilled so you know so you don't always have to have all of this equipment so but you know i've i've picked up a you know a, a few things on you know on my travels so indeed very good. Well, we've reached the end of the list. Thank you for sharing your experiences, <laughs> it's a your long thoughts. List. Oh my gosh. It's a good list. Yeah. Do you have time to hang out with us for our mail and news? Oh, absolutely. Fabulous. Well, thank you for joining us, Emmy. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you yeah. for and asking I, me here. I hope everyone follows your footsteps, honestly. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Before we get into the next segment, I, oh, I, oh I, my. I did bring something we got for physical each of you. Oh, wow. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Uh, oh, oh! There's two. Is this like Christmas so, where I'm I have to open it at the same time? Oh, no, I, I didn't no, bring no. anything there. I, I, yeah. we got, oh, they're sealed. We got packages. Yeah, just, hey, we got all right. We got mail. We got mail. Oh, there we this go. Is, there's a little. Zip. Yeah, I just wanted to make all sure right. they didn't get wet anywhere. I'm not looking, but I'm reaching in. We pull out at the same time. Have a look. Oh, okay. Ooh. There's a note Holy and a shirt. Shit. Minneapolis by bike. My girl's going to oh, be so jealous. This is so beautiful. I have a t-shirt. You have, uh, have a, a bike cap. Because Andre knows you don't wear anything that's not black unless it's purple. <laughs> this hat came from a record store named The Electric Fetus. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great independent record store in South Minneapolis near where Prince grew up. And he often shopped there as well. This is that's beautiful. Badass. Check the flip up oh, on the bill. Check the flip up oh, on the bill. <gasps> Let's go oh crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is beautiful. That's fantastic. I'm totally wearing this home tonight. Yeah. Ooh, and this is a Canvas shirt, which uh, Canvas, uh, I am, I'm looking at Canvas right now, and it is a 52% cotton, 48% poly blend, which, as you know, I love blends. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It says Minneapolis by bike. Uh, the note says, Brock, this tea is from my friend's bike tour company. We were talking one night, and it turns out she ran into Adele last time she was bike touring through PDX. Really? Yeah, yeah. She, they were, uh, she was just vacating a, a spot, and Adele pulled up and needed that spot to... Uh, oh, camping. 
lock up her bike, I believe. Or just somewhere. lock. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, really? They started talking, and and it went on and on. Uh, Alyssa, the gal that owns this, also is a friend of uh, Sean, who works over at the uh, Hawthorne Hostel. Oh, oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Sean Grant. Sean Grant of the, the Pizza Ride and, and the Three Speed Society. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel oh, like I you hear if you do it one more time, he appears. <laughs> he just shows up. All Granton, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then uh, awesome. there's one yeah. more gift for the uh, both of you. Oh my! A bike well, map in Mini- to Minneapolis, Twin Cities, Twin it's... Cities bike map. We we obviously need to go now. Well, it says the bike map is for the both of you. It's an invitation to come and ride in Portland's sibling city of amazing cycle culture. That's exciting. We well, you know, now we're going to start. Let's start a thing. Let's start a. There uh, should be a Sprocket Podcast Minneapolis. Yeah, let's do a Kickstarter. Twins, twin cities. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, we'll buy Why ourselves not? some pl- some plane or train tickets or whatever, or maybe we'll drive out there. There is a bike right. podcast in the works. Yes, Ooh, called uh, Let's Ride, started by Patrick oh, Stevenson, yeah. okay. who is also the guy who began Thirty Days of Biking. That's right, and who's a friend of mine that we go on rides with regularly. Yeah, and uh, they were also uh, what was the? It was uh, Pedal Hub. Pedal Hub was yes. the uh, original was show the, that he did, and it's on the, Minneapolis Public Radio. Right, yeah. and NPR didn't quite work out, so the same right. crew is taking it independent now. Okay, yes. gotcha. And I'm they, feeling this. I'm feeling this. Yes. Well, Andre, thank you so much. These are fantastic gifts. I really appreciate That's a that. Badass. Yeah. Thank you. It's exciting. I'm, I'm going to wear this. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody need uh, a restroom break before we roll in a mail of news? <laughs> I think. I always okay. like to offer just yeah. to make sure. You know, that's another part of pedal plus is that you really have to, you know, exercise your, you know, pelvic floor muscles. Indeed. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's the whole idea yeah. of breaking the seal, you know. Yep. Right. I've Never. Been, uh, yeah. No. I've been doing my man kegels. You know, <laughs> exactly. You got to do your kegels. <laughs> <laughs> there can be so no better worst, transition. The worst thing is when you show up on a, to a ride. And, of course, these things never start on time. You show up to the ride, and while you're waiting for the oh, ride to start, no. you're like, oh, oh no. shit, i got to go. No. Uh-huh. But you don't you don't want to go because... Then you're just going all night. <laughs> right. Because yeah. yeah. then they'll go without you. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. 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 No, you gotta, then you spend the you rest gotta of... you got to be strong. you got to <laughs> be strong in every respect. <laughs> but don't be a hero. No heroes. <laughs> oh, that's true, too. Got really, it? Really, don't be a hero. That's right. All right. Here comes our calendar. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't don't ever use that. All right, what's on our calendar? <laughs> Second Friday of every month, Indianapolis bike party. Every month, yes. May eleventh through July second, still going on the Vintage Italian Bike Exhibit presented by Brooklyn Velodrome Vintage Wheelmen, and that is in Brooklyn, New York. That's right. Uh, okay, June twenty fourth, Women's Bike Beginners Bike Camp. Yeah, and I actually was just listening to the uh, the uh, shit. I know the name of her podcast, and yet it escaped my mind as the I was Joy trying Ride? to say. Yes, thank That's you. All right. I think I had that same problem last week. I was going to say, it's come up like, for all those times. Reversal, that I've, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, yeah, so anyways, uh, she was just talking about this event. It's coming yes. up really soon, which is cool. Also happening that same day yeah. is the gathering at Gateway Green featuring Dirt Lab. Right. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lab of Dirt. Get it's coming. The, get out the fat bike. Get dirty. Yes. Um, July, or not July. June 25th 
Dad's on vacation. Dad's on vacation, which I learned when I was hanging out with Iverson on Grilled by Bike that the uh, the misplaced apostrophe in Dad's is intentional. So I need to make sure I uh, I throw that in there. That's so like Eric. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, July 7th, the Steens Mazama 1000. Mm-hmm. July 15th through 16th, the Seattle to Portland. That's right. July 29th. Python mm-hmm. with Live Sprocket Podcast. That's right. MC. We are going to be the jackass MCs in <gasps> yes. between uh, nice. musical acts. Yes. Uh, September 1st, Film by Bike in Petoskey, Michigan, Eugene, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, and Charlevoix, Michigan. Charlevoix. Yes. That's that's the correct pronunciation. Not, not Charlevoix? <laughs> not Charlevoix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. And that's very uh, middle Michigan, right? Yeah. No, that's uh, Michigan coast. It's uh, just uh, south of uh, as you come off the Mackinac Bridge and no. come along the, uh, the. Wait, are you talking Petoskey or Charlevoix? Charlevoix. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Petoskey's west, northwest. There's yeah, about to be a fight there. No. South, south of Traverse City on the yes. coast. Yes. Sure. Yes. Uh, where I've was been. <laughs> For real. Oh yeah. oh yeah! As you go through town, there's this town that says Charlevoix, the beautiful city, and then it's this place where all the millionaires park their yachts yes. coming off the lake. Yes. That's why it's so beautiful. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay. But the next town down is this farm community, and there's a sign outside of town that says, "Pretty nice place too." Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, October sixth, the MLX Challenge. And October 6th through 8th is Youth Bicycle Summit. That's right. That's our calendar. And here comes your headlines. And our headlines. They're the same thing. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike is fast. I like my bike is fast. I like my bike is fast. It circles around the city life. All right. First up, there's a new transit podcast. In town it's been a long time internet. since yes. we've had like a uh, transit-specific podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's called. These guys are called today on the bus. Today on the bus, yes. which uh, I have not yet listened to them, but they're in my queue. So uh, I'm excited about that though, because you know you can't you can't go wrong with that. I would imagine it'd be a lot like uh, what is it, Trimet Diaries, an audio version of that. Yes. I don't know. I, I'm interested in who who's putting this on. Are these uh, writers that really love transit, or are they people from like whatever transit industry? They're not from they're the from? agencies. Uh, I believe it is focused on stories, kind nice. of like uh, back in the day when Portland Afoot was around. Right, right, right. Because uh, Portland Afoot was great. Uh, I believe they uh, they transmogrified into the Bike Portland podcast. And so yes. really old episodes on that feed will be the uh, Portland Afoot with uh, Michael and Lily. And you can still find Portland Afoot, I think. Right? Uh, yeah. The, you know, the last time I went there, I had a I had a wiki page for myself yes. on Portland Afoot. Oh, really? <laughs> PDX.be. <laughs> and I did not, uh, I could not find it. It was not there. So ah. that being said, uh, it, all the old episodes are still in the Bike Portland feed, I believe. Right on. Yeah. Uh, next up. Beth Hammond puts the city, that is the city of Portland, and Sunday Parkways on notice. Oh. This is a little uh, kind of snarky, kind of skeptical article mm. that she wrote about Sunday Parkways. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, she's got a few good points. Right. So the title is, No One is Being Fooled 
Portland Sunday Parkways will skip Outer Southeast in 2017. Ah. The new Sunday Parkway routes have been announced, and the one big change is that there will be no route for Outer Southeast Portland, where the Lentz neighborhood intersects with the Springwater Corridor, a multi-use path that has been filled with homeless encampments, which was the scene of some friction between the homeless people and uh, Peabot last summer. <clears throat> oh, and the Parkway's participants. Uh, instead, Peabot has decided to create an outer northeast route through Park Rose and the Gateway District, thanks in part to a grant from People for Bikes. Okay, so this and is like this is kind of uh, exciting in some ways because they're exploring new territory in the city of Portland. And, but but she's she goes on to talk about there's kind of a it's a double edged sword and you know talks about how this is a step towards gentrification. Ah, okay. For, yeah, for that those neighborhoods. So in other words, we only have uh, city city streets shut down. Say that five times fast. City streets shut down <laughs> in the places where uh, people can afford to, I don't know, to buy something. Or at least they they shut it down uh, and people ride these streets and they go, oh, what a quaint neighborhood. Okay. And then shops start popping up. I see. And then rents go up. Okay. And then people who have been living there for years can no longer afford to live there. Gotcha. Um, we yeah, we have a similar uh, program in Minneapolis. Yeah. So we call it Open Streets, and the oh, yeah. Bike Coalition has been very good about including all the neighborhoods in the city, uh, which is nice because some of those neighborhoods these people never get to. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about Sunday Parkways is that it has been like pretty inclusive, and you do get to explore um, yeah, neighborhoods I wouldn't normally go to right or right. have reason to go to otherwise yeah this is the first year that they haven't had uh outer southeast included yeah. in the in the, the roundup or the even the lineup. though like we have a really or was kind of a really nice multi-use path of the Springwater corridor you know it's pretty long uh it's supposed to connect you know a lot of the city um and yet we're i don't know i i kind of agree or Jumping off with with Beth's uh, notion here, I don't think the solution is to just kind of abandon it altogether, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't know. I also wouldn't want to put people who are kind of novices or, or families <clears throat> in situations where it might get contentious, but you can't also just pretend homeless people don't exist. I suppose. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of come and gone uh, in in both ways. Like uh, the the corridor has been cleared of people who were camping there, and then people have come back to camp there yeah. again. And it, uh, yeah, I, I will say well, just, just logistically, the, yeah. logistically, the Springwater Corridor for the amount of people that ride a loop of Sunday Parkways may not be large enough to hold them all. No, uh, having done that in the years past when they were there, I I do remember it being fairly narrow. And so in that regard, uh, maybe they couldn't find another alignment that would be uh, better for the maybe. throughput of all the bikes that wanted to share. So maybe. I don't know, but it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, wh what do you think? I don't think just moving homeless people out of an area is really going to do anything to uh, help the issue of homelessness. Right, right. I, I tend and, to agree. And while... 
I would bike through the Springwater Corridor Trail during the day. I would probably also avoid that come nightfall. And but I also don't want to avoid a piece of infrastructure just because of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a tricky one. Yes. And there are no easy answers for it. There are zero easy answers. Right. Yes. But one nice thing would be seeing uh, the city shining a spotlight on a place where you can ride a bike, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Well, we may not have easy access to the Springwater Corridor for the purpose of Sunday Parkways, but one thing I know we do have. We got mail. <laughs> hey, we got mail. All right. First up, we've got a new donor. That's right. Dennis O'Brien. Thanks, Dennis. Much Thank appreciated. Um, and... Next is a book recommendation from Joyce W. Yes. Says, I don't know if this is really in the Sprocket wheelhouse, but I just read this interesting interview, and it describes the book's author as a longtime Portland, Oregon anti-hunger activist. So if interested, maybe you can get him on the show. Maybe we could. Yeah. Um, and the book is why can't america solve the hunger problem i read this article this morning some interesting points yeah yeah it was fascinating because the idea is that uh basically um the way that food suppliers and food banks work together kind of uh never provides anybody an opportunity to get to get a leg up Ah. um you know cheap food overproduction of bad things things that aren't necessarily great for people uh generally is what's available to people and we could change that but we haven't yet so uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting article. I think it's worth, if anyone, and I think if anyone is stuck with the Sprocket podcast this long, they are probably somewhat interested in social justice of some kind. So this, uh, yeah, this dovetails into that. So yes, yeah, uh, it's worth a read. I, I recommend it. I'd be interested to see if this person wants to get on the show. Yeah, well, let's find out. <clears throat> um, Jason Oftenberg. He was in town. He didn't even tell us. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> or maybe he did, and we just didn't. <laughs> We what the hell, Jason? I'll go ahead and check my uh, spam <laughs> yeah. filter. But yes, Jason Oftenberg, uh, donor to the podcast, was in town. He says, had a great time visiting Portland for a few days last week during Petalpalooza. It was fun to ride the Greenways and cool to ride Lad Circle, which I learned about from the podcast. How many times did he ride around it, I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Arrived via Amtrak with folding bike and stayed in Northwest Portland Hostel on 18th Avenue. And biked and walked everywhere for two full days. Nice. Took part in the cargo bike roll call with a folding bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw awesome collection of cargo bikes and weather was beautiful. Also took part in Bike Loud PDX's Transport Your Activism ride and got a guided tour of needed bike infrastructure downtown. Met some really nice folks and learned some tips to push for change here in Daytona Beach. They need a lads in Daytona. Yes. Oh, every, so they could do every city laps. just needs more roundabouts. <laughs> yes. I, I prescribe roundabouts for every city. 500 laps uh, in Daytona. Yeah, took photos to show some of Portland's best bike infrastructure to my local bike pedestrian committee. Thanks for the inspiration to visit Portland during Petalbalooza. I'm so glad you were here, Jason. Yeah. I wish we had met. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come back next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is a text from Ranger Tom. He says, Hey, Ranger Tom here. I'm planning an overnight in Stubb Stewart and seem to recall you mentioning staying there. Do you have any campsite recommendations? Yes. All of them. Yes. 
Uh, it looks like Brook Creek area has the hike bike sites. Are they pretty much homogenous? Yeah. So uh, just I answered his question personally, but I think we should. Uh, it bears repeating that uh, Stub Stewart State Park is a fantastic place to go bicycle camping. In fact, that's where the especially uh, if you're new women bike uh, trip is going next oh, weekend. Yeah. But uh, the one thing to know is that there are no guaranteed hiker biker spots there. It's a first come first serve. Kind Brook of Creek thing. is a hike in site they call it, which uh-huh. means you have to walk a quarter mile, which is different than walk in, which means you have to walk like two hundred feet uh, or less. So um, people do hike in with big old wheelbarrows provided by the right. Park Service, and uh, it can sell out. So I don't think it's beyond possibility that if the campground was full, you could also park on the expansive lawn and put up your tent. But I've never done that, and I don't know how the uh, Park Service would respond. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've ever been there where like it's been full to like turning away. Right, right. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. But uh, that being said, I told him, uh, you know, if you can show up early, and he's going on a weeknight, which means that there's going to be far less traffic. So, if you happen to be in the gorge, uh, Ainsworth is welcome. Yes, I uh, pulled up into there, and and the Rangers were standing there, and they said, "We're completely full, but you guys are always welcome." Oh, that's awesome. And they just have a a big cleared area that's mowed for uh, hiker bikers, and it's right next to the showers. Oh, (laughs) that seems nicer than it used to be. I haven't been out there for a while. Maybe they've expanded their hiker biker offering since I've been there. Because I don't remember when I was there camping on grass. So that's good. That's good. Because I remember camping on mud when I went to Ainsworth. (laughs) <laughs> they've opened it up <laughs> we also we got a, a voice memo from ranger tom yeah yeah uh do you have it i do okay here I it comes know. hey guys it's ranger tom I was listening to your last episode and about the troubles that aaron had uh, with flats or naps i wasn't sure which uh celebrating the solstice last year and i wanted to remind you i heard this on rick steve's podcast in norway they celebrate saint john's evening sung tons off team and oh, yes. it's a pagan holiday that kind of has been co-opted by christianity and given a new name but it's still wildly popular there and they celebrate it on june 23rd so any flat tires or naps you still got an extra day if you missed the 20th or 21st you got the 23rd just pretend you're from norway you need to light something on fire on that day um back when the vikings celebrated sometimes that involved lighting slaves on fire so probably Uh, not a good idea these days maybe just have a little cookout or something take care guys there we go. Yes, I agree. Don't light anybody else on fire. I, but yes, we're big fans of fire. Awesome. Uh, I've got Iverson's first email. Yes. Um, or not email, uh, voicemail. Oh, yes. Do you want me to plug it into there? Or there you go. It? Hey, what's up? Brock at the podcast. It's your junior travel correspondent, Eric Iverson, reporting from Folsom, California. Just outside of Sacramento. I'm installing a printer at Folsom Prison, of all places. Oh. Yes, the Folsom Prison, famously uh, known by Johnny Cash and his performance there. And I'm working with inmates uh, installing a printer. And boy, do I have some crazy-ass stories. Literally crazy-ass stories. Um, He went there. That might have to be a future... Sorry, off the record, <laughs> but it's been uh, certainly interesting, one of my most interesting trips, and I've got enough uh, intel here for a voicemail. got a lot of uh, bike stuff going on here. Um, so the first thing I noticed is there's 
bike lanes everywhere. They're seriously everywhere in between Sacramento and Folsom. I remember I'm gonna that. I'm going to send you guys a picture of the Google Maps uh, bike lanes, but they're they're everywhere. Uh, that, that means there's Freds everywhere because there's nice paved paths with lots of elevation along uh, Folsom Lake, which is a dam-fed lake. Um, it goes all the way from Sacramento to Folsom, about 32 miles along the American River Trail, also known as the Jedediah Smith Trail. Mm. Um, I haven't ridden that at all because what I did is I rented a full squish mountain bike because there's a lot of uh, mountain biking around here as well. So I've been using the uh, MTB app along with the Trail Forks app to find mountain biking. Uh, after work and so tonight i rode probably the best one so far on my third night here is called the forest hill divide trail near auburn auburn um it was about a 12 mile loop with maybe 1500 feet of climbing some real nice kind of natural flowing single track lots of ups and downs uh and uh, I was really fortunate to ride that, and I was led around by a woman, let's call her Jane, that I met in the parking lot. Perfect. her actual name. And so she showed me the loop, and she was riding a hardtail while I was on this uh, awesome full squish bike that could ride over anything. Um, and she kicked my ass all over the trail. But we had a great time and went out for beers after at a brewery called... Uh, Moonraker, which is the uh, famous James Bond. Roger Moore, James Rest Bond film. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, really good brewery that had about 20 different IPAs. That's kind of their style. Definitely recommend checking that out. Nope. Oh. <laughs> and then it ends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get the second half? I do have the yeah. second half. Uh, give me a second. I'll bring that up. I suppose it's a good reminder to tell people that uh, if you do call in, there is a time limit, and you do get cut off. But we do love Eric Iverson, which means um, we're going to play the rest of his mail. When he first said there are bike lanes all over, I thought he was first referring to Folsom Prison. Ah, that's what he was talking about. All through about. the prison, yeah. Yeah, he's like, there's bike lanes all over the prison. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't, I don't know if you should be riding those, man. <laughs> So, apparently, I like to blabber, and there's a limit on voicemail. So, I'm just going to keep calling back. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll uh, record a voice memo and send it. But anyway, yeah, uh, lots of good breweries. Went to Black Vinyl Ale Project and Monk's Cellar. Uh, definitely recommend hitting both those up. Uh, but what I'm hoping to do tomorrow is meet up with Sacramento Bike Party. Um, they do a monthly ride. I missed it. It was earlier this month. But they are going to be doing um, a test route tomorrow for their July bike party. So I found them via Facebook, and I might join up with that. So if there's a good person I can interview, I'll certainly uh, send another dispatch. Uh, what else? Um, I really enjoyed that last episode with uh, Reed Lustig. Lustig, I hope I can meet that guy. One burning question I have is, is he Scandinavian? And what type of Scandahoovian is he? Uh, I'd like to know that. And finally, Brock, thanks for the Alameda stair carry. You've inspired me via that oh sadistic ride. Um, so when I have my full squish bike in the rental car and I have to take it up to my hotel room, 
I carry it up the four flights of stairs oh, because I know I can, and the <laughs> elevator takes a long time. So thanks for inspiring me to carry my bike when it's not necessary, because that was a hell of a ride. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all I got for now. Hopefully I'll get back to you with the Sacramento Bike Party interview. And uh, keep up the good work, guys. Loving the episodes. Love all of the uh, fan feedback. And uh, brush your teeth. Go to bed. <laughs> Thanks, Eric the Iverson. Much appreciated. Yes. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is worth saying that you know we we released his interview with somebody from the Bend Thursday Night Ride. Oh yeah. Uh, the other week, and anybody else who's out there doing fun bike things, if you uh, you know if you know of a cool thing and you go out and you talk to somebody, uh, record it and send it to us, and it could it could make an appearance on the feed. It could be cool. So, uh, last piece of mail, just yeah. uh, to prep, it might be a little sad. Uh, this is this yes. is some sad news, but we did get a message from David Robinson, who is out doing the Trans Am race. So, uh, this is from David. What's up, Sprocket Podcast hosts, listeners, and presumably guests? Uh, this is DBR. I'm in Scott City, Kansas, on the Trans Am bike race. I tried to find a quiet place out of the wind, but there's still going to be a lot of ambient noise because I am actually in public. I'm drinking chocolate milk and hiding behind some trucks at what appears to be a Chevy dealership. Anywho, I'm about, I think, coming up on 2,300 miles of the 4,200, so Ooh. yay, I'm over halfway done. Good job. Um, I'm officially out the end at the end of the back, although I should make up a couple places. Um, I took 18 hours off yesterday after learning that a fellow racer was uh, run over and killed. Uh, actually, I just crossed... Uh, yeah, the place where that happened a little while ago. Um, so that's a bummer um, to, you know, use the old tactic of understatement. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, back in Colorado at the time, and I found his, uh, his race cap, um, but pretty much, like, 20 minutes after it happened, but 20 minutes before anybody in the race knew. So I'm just, I have it with me, and I'm just going to carry that to Yorktown so at least his hat can finish. Uh, Eric Fishbein, he was a cool guy from everything I can understand. Um, yeah, other than that, things are pretty much great, uh, other than the fact that I'm you know, relatively slow. Um, I saw a bear in Yellowstone and didn't get eaten. Where it on your back? like 12 <laughs> feet of him. I saw a rattlesnake in Wyoming. Well, I guess that's the same place the Yellowstone is. But I also didn't get eaten by the rattlesnake, although I did get rattled at. That was kind of cool. Um, I'm looking sexier and sexier every day as I lose massive amounts of weight despite eating massive amounts of sugar. That's uh, pretty cool. Um, body is pretty much in great shape. We're not having the normal skin integrity issues that uh, skin integrity issues that I. Uh, I think he just normally or have historically way. come across in these sort of things. A slight, you know, you know, eight, no, knees and tendons sort of things here and there, but they're mostly manageable. So that's good. Um, I'm like 105 miles in for today. Um, probably going to ride for most of the night because I just changed time zones and because I slept for like nine hours yesterday. Um, which is a lot for this sort of thing. 
Um, I haven't checked, but I think I've still spent more time on the bike than off the bike. Good ratio. Uh, although yesterday might have changed that. Anywho, um, that's the bunch of stuff. And, uh, yeah, have fun with the things. Uh-oh, how do I turn this thing off? Where's the <laughs> fucking button? Yeah! <laughs> yes! I miss that guy. Uh, but he's out there. He's out there kicking stay ass. Stay safe, dude. Stay safe. Seriously, yeah. yeah. Well, this, this is interesting because the Trans Am route is a pretty common route, not just for the race, but... But also for bicycle tourists for of all kinds. bicycle tourists of all kinds. And um, if I recall, he's the second... This guy is the second racer that was killed. Well, we had Mike Hall who died doing the Indian Pacific Wheel oh, race, that's right. uh, and so yeah, that, that happened was in Australia. In Australia, yeah, yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, this sort of thing right. is not without its perils, uh, and that's you know, it sort of underlines the need for better infrastructure. Indeed, not, not just at home but abroad. Right. Well, and the need for for us to put in place structures that protect people. Yes. So. Yeah, uh, we're very sorry to hear about that, and it is uh, it it's it's sad, but uh, I do appreciate you know Dave's carrying his cap to, to the coast, pretty badass to the end of the route. Good job, David. So yeah, that that's a that's a a bold move, a stand up move. So yeah, well let's let's call it a night, shall we? Let's. All right, Emmy, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate you Thanks uh, for coming having me. coming it was out. Really, really fun. Yeah, and Andre, Cheers. thank you for coming Cheers. to Portland. It's an honor to be here. I hope thank you come you. back. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, you're still here, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, all, all the way around. Yeah. And and thanks, of course, to the beer mongers for uh, giving us Absolutely. all these beverages. Yeah. They are. Where are they, Andre? I believe they're on Southeast Division and 12th. That's correct. Yes. You, you know. <laughs> you, you know well. All right. Well, here we go. Let's close this thing out. This Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio. Thanks to generous support of... Open signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. The email is thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. The call or the text is 503-847-9774. The Twitter is at Sprocket Podcast. The theme music is by Ryan J. Lane. The Herbert did our headlines. The graphic design from Marcus Norman. <laughs> and thanks to the sustaining donors. The Logan Smith, the Shadowfoot, the Katrina Melamka. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lane. Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Orange and Purple. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden. Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller, Todd Parker. Chris Gonzalez, Dan Kebart, who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler. Zoe Campagna. Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Patrick R. Chain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe. Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. Anna, Krista, John Wasserman. Andre Johnson. Right over there. Support what you love. King of Division, Josh Zissen. Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regrainery. And hauler of wood to campgrounds. Uh, <laughs> campsite, Mac Nurse David. Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Fornoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, EJ Finneran, Paul Culbertson. If, if that's, that's your real name. name. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato. Keith Hutchison, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson. Ryan Tam, Derek Wagoner. And Jason Offenberg, who doesn't talk to us when he comes to town. <laughs> Microcosm Publishing and David Moore. And who's the new guy? The new guy is Colin O'Brien. That's right. Wait, was it? Uh, was it? Uh, his, his last name is O'Brien. O'Brien. That's his first name. I, it, no, sorry, Dennis. 
Dennis O'Brien. Dennis O'Brien. Yeah, but we're going to call him Colin O'Brien from here on out. Who the fuck is Colin anyway? That's right. Okay. And all of our former donors here, help us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.